<laughs> this show has explicit language and probably has mature themes. John, would you indulge me with that sweet intro lick? Thanks, John. Thanks for that indulgence, John. Oh, hey there. Welcome to Dexplanations. I'm Dexter Sorensen. I looked something up on Wikipedia, watched some YouTube about it, and I'm going to explain it to my friend David Gerondale. What's crap lacking, David? Um, me. You. Actually, I didn't take a poop this morning, and so I've, like, it's just been all afternoon. Well, I hope if I don't get that one morning one in, it kind of like spaces itself I, out. I hope you can sit on it for a second, because we just started. Oh, I got them out. All right. They were good ones. I'm happy to hear that. None of those disaster stories that I promised. Mm-mm. You, you want to know what we're talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, first, how are you doing, though? Oh, yeah, I'm good. It was, you know, it was nice. It was cooler today, but we still got the sun. It was really, really cool. It's perfect weather, perfect Oregon weather. Uh, yeah, so let's get to it. What are we going to, what am I going to learn about today? We're talking about duels and duel rules. As in, like, dueling to the death for your honor? Yeah, or dueling. Yeah, we're just talking about dueling. Okay. Yeah. Um, so wow. okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about some duel basics, and then we'll talk about types of duels. Okay, but we pretty... are definitely talking about, like, duels is in combat now. Yeah, it's like duels in combat. Dual nature, so the dualism. First th- yeah, the first thing, uh, yeah, not dualism or anything. Oh, man, if we say duel so, too much, I think we're going to forget what it means. Duel rules. Duel. <laughs> so Wikipedia says, a duel is an arranged engagement in combat between two people with matched weapons in accordance with agreed-upon rules. And that's about as succinct as you can get. So so a duel could be, um, so I know in like samurai combat, they had the peasants do the main fighting and then the samurais were like nobles and most of the time they would try to find yeah. another samurai and then duel. So that's like mm-hmm. that, that uh, yeah, that that's a duel, yeah. falls under the definition. Um, cool. So right. the agreed upon rules for a given duel is called the code duello. And that's a cool word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there are many standard code duellos for specific regions and specific areas at specific times. Right. Yeah. And uh, duels, they can be fought to the first blood until a party is wounded, until, like so much that they can't continue fighting, or okay. they can be fought to the death. But pistol duels were a little bit different. They could be over after one shot if bo- both people missed, as long as the person who challenged the duel was quote unquote satisfied. We'll okay. We'll get to that. Um, but yeah, it was rare for pistol duels to go past three shots because, uh, people would consider it barbaric to continue and they'd think it was ridiculous that nobody had gotten hit in the yeah. first place. I was going to say after that point, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Like yeah, maybe you like, guys should stand like right next look. to each other <laughs> then don't take the paces. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I said, uh, dueling is generally limited to nobility, but in more modern eras, it could be. Did I say that? I don't think so. Oh, I don't think so. Um, but that makes sense. Samurai were nobility. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you okay. were saying. Totally makes sense. Peasants, nobody nobody cared. But yeah, or like in modern eras, upper class people dueled as well. Nobility uh, still. Yeah. They had a different name, but you know, most of them inherited some amount of their wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, largely dueling is based on like a code of honor, quote unquote. And <laughs> basically it seems like rich people... They were like so into themselves that if anybody would talk shit on them, they'd be socially contracted to risk their life in order to defend it. I'm just glad that that's not the case anymore. Yeah, it's kind of nice, right? I would definitely be labeled a coward. Yeah. Not willing to risk my life just because some asshole called me a shithead. And that's exactly what satisfaction is. 
Satisfaction is fulfilling your fulfilling the defense of your honor by demonstrating a willingness to risk your life for it. I, I just don't <laughs> think that my honor's at risk just because some yeah. other guy who has money like was like, I disagree with him. Yeah, yeah. We're, there's like so many duels that happened. Uh, we're only going to talk about like really one specific duel. Uh, is it going to be the big famous one? Nah, okay. Nah, okay. Nah. I read it, but I didn't want to write about it. Also, I think a lot of uh, that's the most famous duel in American history. Of yeah. course, we're talking about Hamilton and Burr. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I read the thing, and uh, I never watched the never watched the play or like anything on it. So I I like, entered think a lottery I would to disappoint get tickets, a lot but it didn't of people who are Hamilton fans just because I'd never seen Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about challenging a duel. So an actual way to challenge someone to a duel was to slap someone in the face with a glove. The, that was real. That was a real thing. Oh my goodness, or you could just, that's funny. Okay. Or you could just throw a glove down on the ground in front of them. Okay, so maybe like, like throw really, them down. Let's throw yeah, down. Okay. Make an insulting gesture at somebody. Yeah, yeah. Mind, I mean, that, yeah. Blown. I didn't realize that that, but that it probably <laughs> is where that comes from. Uh, but generally, you would write a gentlemanly letter describing the offense and demanding satisfaction. Oh wow, that yeah. I mean, and it would I, be sent sent by sent to them by a friend acting on your behalf on a horse. Like I can imagine if yeah. it's the heat of the moment and you're like really irate and you're like, no, let's go outside and fight to the <laughs> right, death. Right, no. But like no, they sit, sit on it and down. be fucking boiling you on have it. To really fucking... think about this. Like you have to take time and you're you like, yep, to... I'm going to, I might die. Uh, yeah. because and you would have to write the letter in such a way that you weren't like using profanities. And, oh yeah, like, because just, then like, they can demand satisfaction back, from... maybe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's a dual duel. Uh, the challenged party could refuse the duel because it was frivolous, or because the person sending the challenge wasn't a gentleman or a person of the same social standing. Ooh, man, I think I would always play that card. I'd be like, <laughs> you know, I think I'm above your station. All right, but if you did that. Uh, it was risky because you could be labeled a coward or you can insult the person the second or you can insult the friend of the person who came to send you the dual request by insinuating that they were acting on behalf of a lower class person or a pleb. And so then you might get challenged to a secondary duel oh, because the, because you insulted the honor of the person who they were acting on behalf of and they're like you really think i'd act yeah basically yeah you're you're yeah you're saying like you associate with degenerates and you're like oh Uh, double throw down double throw down now you get challenged to another duel duel me first if you live you (laughs) duel my friend who by the way is not a peasant (laughs) yeah uh so the people who are uh actually participating in the duel We'll just call them primaries because that's they were what they were called. Okay, not duelists. So. Not duelists. Okay. Yeah, they were the primaries. So they were the offended person and the person who offended them. They didn't have separate names though. They were both just they labeled were both primaries. primaries. Okay. And then uh, after after they would challenge the duel and select their friend to act on their behalf, those people were called secondaries. Okay, so like the person who delivered the message mm-hmm. or okay. Yeah, just people who act on your on the primary's behalf during the duel. So would so would both primaries then have like witnesses or something like would the yeah they would have secondaries and uh, we'll talk about later who could be involved in the duel or be around, but the secondaries had lots of re- other responsibilities other than sending the note of challenge. So initially, the secondaries would try to resolve the conflict in a less hardcore manner that would be acceptable to both parties. Okay, save the honor. Yeah, without Sa- yeah yeah without like having a that's very reasonable. Yeah, uh, like they'd try to get an informal apology or something like that. Um, Which makes sense. If you're like, if you're at a ball and you're like, 
I think that Benedict is a... He's a son I, of a I bitch. I bet he has a baby penis. Yeah, or, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, and he's a then, son of a bitch with a baby penis. Yeah, and then, you know, you just, like, send your... You're like, I don't have a baby penis. And then you send your friend off to be like, hey, will you... Come on, like, stop saying he has a baby penis and yeah. that he's a son of a bitch. Because his mom is, like, a really, actually... She's a, she's a she's, lovely person. Yeah, she's a lovely person. You know uh, that. And so, like, let's not... Let's not shoot at each other with you know yeah. lead chunks so yeah that's what the the second uh but if they couldn't uh stop it before the duel would happen they would also decide things like dress codes and who could attend the duel dress codes dress codes okay well they wanted to make sure yeah, that this it was, was like an honorable, a noble yeah yeah a, it was like a thing to do kind of but a lot of people can't go and they would also decide whether or not refreshments would be served oh <laughs> I'd like a cucumber sandwich before. <laughs> I, I, I hate to duel on an empty stomach. I always hate to duel on an empty stomach. <laughs> so yeah, if uh, they couldn't get it to do, they would also make all the other arrangements for the duels. Oh, what do um, you mean? Like death arrangements? or Like uh, when it would take place, who could be there. Oh, and where, where it would and, be. Of course. Um, Like, yeah. So the secondary is actually kind of like the best man for a bachelor or the, the um the, uh, what what's the, the primary. What, what's oh. the bridemaid? Brideman. The bri- the bride of, or Groom's the maid man. of honor. So oh. yeah, yeah, it's, it's basically like the best man or the maid of honor. Oh yeah, uh, except okay, sorry. for death instead I thought you were of talking about marriage a man for some reason. So um, I was talking about what? Uh, a dude's responsibility. Oh I, yeah, I didn't know you were talking about a bride's maid of honor. Anyhow, let's cut that. Uh, but yeah, so the seconds they'd had a lot of lot of stuff to do. Uh, like they'd decide where the field of honor was, as it's called. Like, oh, really? They, yeah. Okay. They called uh, where they would duel the field of honor. That's cool. Yeah. Usually, it took place in isolated places to avoid in- interference from authorities. Um, because oh. dueling has largely been illegal, but practiced like throughout history. Okay. Um, and a lot of the times, the location would be kept secret for the field of honor, or be in a spot with split jurisdictional boundaries. To avoid the law, to just make it more difficult, like, yeah. yeah, just to make it more difficult. Like the Hamilton Bird duel was like on island for really? that reason. I did not know that. That's yeah. that's really interesting. They were they were basically noble scoff laws. They're like, I don't care about the law. My honor su- yeah. su- uh, supersedes that. Yep. You could also uh, do this thing if you were in a duel called deloping or deloping. I'm not sure. And that was like missing your first shot intentionally. Oh, and um, was that seen as an honorable thing to do? Uh, sometimes. Generally, you'd have to let your opponent shoot first. In like a lot of code duellos, it was actually seen as very dishonorable. Because you're basically, like, it's kind of condescending yeah. to a degree. Yeah, like you're not the, taking it seriously. Irish, the Irish code duello specifically forbade it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And and that was the Irish one was with pistols. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, Irish, the Irish one with pistols. Wow, I, I never realized that they ever had that. Kind yeah, of there are so many different code duellos. Um. But yeah, so that's basically dual basics. You want to talk about some types of duels? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So we'll talk about judicial duels first, which is another term for trials by combat. So trial oh, by combat yeah, yeah. is okay, a judicial okay. duel. So basically, if you, you, think you about prove it, yeah. your innocence or, or you know righteousness yeah. or whatever. But I think it was mostly based mm. on religion, right? It was the idea that if God, if God decided you would triumph, then you were innocent. Mm. But it was also not generally for, like, the state versus people. 
but more like groups of people versus other groups of people or oh, people okay. versus other in, like individuals versus individuals. Okay. So maybe Kramer um, versus Kramer. It wouldn't yeah. be a, wouldn't be a judicial, but like uh, the people versus uh, Larry Flint that would, you know, yeah, he yeah. might've had to fight some huge motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, judicial duels or trial by combats were uh, practiced in Germany, Ireland and England and other like countries, especially in medieval times. Like and Vikings did it in the form of home gang in Scandinavia, but judicial home gang, home gang, all right, or home gong, home. I don't know. I'm gonna say gang. gang it just sounds, sounds like better. they're yeah. It I sounds bet like that's they're true getting rowdy. Too. Anyway, uh, medieval medieval judicial duels had two main forms. They were either feat of arms or chivalric combat. So a feat of arms was used to settle disputes between two large parties, and they were supervised by a judge. And so, like, type of weapon was decided on. So would each party elect a champion? Uh, they could either elect a champion or it could just be, like, a full-out brawl. Oh. Like, with shit tons of people. And then a judge sits there and watches. And as soon as one party can't fight back, they're like, okay, you win. And Wait, what are the... they fighting with? Because <laughs> uh, most of the time I well, can't fight back, they I would, probably think I'm going to die. Would, uh, they would uh, actually decide upon that first. So they'd be like, all right, we're going to fight this weapon with swords. Or, all right, we're going to fight this weapon with pole arms. But the people who were involved in it, they could actually modify their weapon however they wanted. What and, the? and like, some of them could be wearing chain mail and some of them could be wearing plate mail. It just and seems they... like if you're trying to arbitrate something, <laughs> yeah. hit each other with sticks. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, we could clearly figure out who had won because of who was stronger with sticks. But, like, yeah. at least there's not so many people with hacked off limbs. <laughs> and like Seriously. Well, and in early ones, the people who lost would just get executed right there. Oh. Well, also, like, I'm thinking about the people who win, like too. Like, what if you're on the winning side, and now you have a gut? Like, somebody stabbed you in the gut, but you're on the winning team. Like, that kind of a yeah. hollow victory. Generally, they just fight until one team couldn't fight back. In the late 14th century, the feat of arms generally, uh, like, trans transitioned into chivalric combat. Okay. Which is, like, basically, <laughs> they would do, like, a passage, a passage of arms. And uh, what that was, was a knight or a group of knights, they'd stake out a spot, like a bridge, and they'd tell other knights and people that in order to pass, they would have to fight or be disgraced. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so... So it's just like a combat game where, like, these knights would stake out a bridge or somewhere that's, like, passed a lot, and they'd just be like, if you want to pass, you have to fucking fight us. And if the people didn't have a, a armor or weapons or a horse... They'd just be like, all right, here's one to borrow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was basically the Black Knight from Monty Python's Holy Grail. Yeah, that exactly. was real. That was Knights real. were just like, who had nothing well, better to do. because they were reading shit that was happening in the 12th century, and they were all like not really separating fact from fiction and thinking that they could just go on and do all that shit. But they They're basically really... brigands, just yeah. not taking people's money, just killing them. Just killing them. Um, or just like basically they probably generally wouldn't kill them They'd pro because if you decided not to, um, they would just take your spurs. Oh. Yeah. And if a woman passed by, if a woman passed by, um, they would take a handkerchief or a glove and then they would hold them for ransom and that could be quote unquote rescued by another knight that passed and returned to her. Oh, geez. That sounds <laughs> like a lot of euphemisms. To yeah, me, seriously. That's very euphemistic. Chivalry, everyone. Chivalry. Yeah, exactly. What it is to be a gentleman. So, uh, yeah, uh... The passage of arms was what's called the type of chivalric hostilitude, 
and uh, hostility. I've never heard yeah. that word before. I've never encountered yeah. the word hostilitude. Uh, yeah, but I'm gonna uh, use it every day from now on. <laughs> Seriously, it's a general term for combat sports in the Middle Ages. Oh man, I thought it was yeah. maybe just a nice another way to say I'm angry at you. Yeah, no. Uh, so another type of hostilitude is a joust. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there were two types of joust. Yeah, I never thought of a joust as a duel before, but yeah, yeah of course it is. Mm-hmm. And that evolved and had like its own evolution that we're not going to get into. But there were uh, two types of joust. There was what's called hahenzugstek, which is where you try to break your lance on your opponent's legs. Oh, okay, like, yeah, on yeah. Your opponent's body. And that one had lighter lances. And then there's... So they were made to break, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were made to break, and uh, you had lighter lances. And then there was Scharfrennen, which was trying to unhorse your opponent. Okay, Scharfrennen. Yeah. Scharfrennen. I actually want to say the first one, too. Hohenzugstig. You want to read that? All right. I'm, I'm, this is the first time in the history of the show I've ever been shown the notes while we're before we're done. Uh, it's slow on the let's page. Let's see. Let's see. Holy crap, how did you even a- attempt that? Uh, is what I was must have practiced in the, in the mirror. Hohenzugstig. Oh. Hohenzugstig. That's right, the best yeah. I can do. Hohenzugstig. Yeah. And I think it's Hohenzugstig. I'm going to go with that. All right. Because that's, that's the, yeah. So, yeah. We're that's do- the best I think we're ever going to get. And that's basically the best we're going to be talking about joust today. So let's move on to pistol duels, uh, because let's. we're actually gonna skip sword duels too, because they were like popular throughout history, pretty much. They and were like, like illegal a lot of the time, yeah. And, um, but yeah, by around 1770 and later in other places, the English were happy to start dueling with pistols and stop dueling with swords. Interesting. So, so basically, dueling never went away. It wasn't like it wasn't a, um, especially that unilaterally got across the globe. Sorry? Especially unilaterally across the globe. So they went naturally from dueling with swords to dueling with pistols? They kind of never gave up the habit? Or did yeah, they pick yeah. it back up again? No, yeah, they just gradually went to... Okay, uh, interesting. They, and Wikipedia said they enthusiastically, quote-unquote, enthusiastically oh. went with pistols. <laughs> Rowdy people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, people in different places all over the world with pistol dueling had their own code duello. But we're going to fo- largely focus on the code duello or a code duello used in America. Okay. Did we kind of inherit that from the English? Is it like a natural... Um, yeah, the guy who wrote the code duello I'm going to get into, he later heard about the Irish code duello and claimed that he never heard about it. Oh, uh, okay. Um, he probably had. But it, but, but it seems he, very similar yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah. The Irish one is more, more hardcore. Okay. Like it uh, explicitly forbids dueling. Or deloping, I mean. Yeah, okay, yeah. So the one we're going to talk about is The Code of Honor or Rules for the Government of Principles and Seconds in Dueling by John Lyde Wilson in 1883. (laughs) Okay, let's get into it. So here's what he says to the public. I have like maybe six things. So here's what he has to say to the public. Dueling will be persisted in as long as manly independence and a lofty personal pride in all that dignifies and ennobles the human character shall continue to exist. Oh, snap. So by his by his opinion, basically, we're just like kind of degenerates. Yeah. None of us yeah. cares about our honor yeah, enough we to put our a, life on the line. Yeah, exactly. He I mean, kind of thinks right. we're degenerates. Yeah. Like, if he wants to view me as a ge- degenerate right. for that, I'm actually all he's right like, with that. I don't have a lofty man, uh, manly independence and a lofty personal pride so much that I'm willing to go try to kill somebody or get killed over yeah, it. I don't even think that lofty in terms of like pride is i i don't 
view that as a good thing anymore. No, huh? Like, I don't think so either. You should be at least either. a certain amount of modest, yeah. since all your accomplishments are probably partly built on other people's accomplishments. Yeah. So that's what he says to the public. And uh, here's to the person insulted before challenge sent. When you believe yourself aggrieved, be silent on the subject. Speak to no one about the matter and see your friend who's to act for you as soon as possible. And then he says this to the second before the challenge sent. Try to avoid the duel and try to convince your offended friend that it was a misunderstanding or something not worth dueling over. And, uh, Interesting. There's yeah. such a like uh, intricate uh, etiquette right? to all of this, and yeah. they're all different, but like written like very very precisely. The duty of the principal and challenger and his second on the ground. Each second has a loaded pistol in order to enforce a fair combat according to the rules agreed on. And Whoa. if the principal fires before the word or time agreed on, the second is at liberty to fire at him. And if such second principles fall, it is his duty to do so. Holy crap. <laughs> so, if, so basically, if, you're, if, if your friend has to shoot you if you fail, and then if they don't no, shoot if, you the uh, other second? No, okay. So the duel is commencing, and the opponent, you're the second, and your opponent's party's primary shoots before the word or signal, then it is your duty to shoot that person. Okay. And or you can you can shoot them, but if the your person was actually hit, it's your duty to shoot them. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Yeah. So so if they offended the rules in some fashion, you can choose to shoot yeah. them and be in the right. If they wound your part your uh your primary and offended the rules, you have to shoot yeah. them. Yeah. You have to. Man, I had no idea. Yeah, right. You're like, "Hey friend, take this gun." And shoot me if I break the rules. Yeah. Well, shoot the other guy. Yeah, shoot the other guy. It's still Probably. kind of just an Well, it's you would also situation. have to say, like, you'd also have to say something like, if you show up as a second and your primary doesn't do do the duel, you have to say something like, I'm sorry, I have, a, I have approached here with a coward, and I did not know of a, such of a cowardice, and so will you excuse me? Well, you basically like, are expected to disavow the yeah. person... Um, in order to, to salvage your own honor. Yep, and maybe even your life. Yeah. Uh, so here's who should be on the grounds. The principals, seconds, one surgeon, and one assistant surgeon to each principal. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but the assistant surgeon may be dispensed with. And then he also said friends but not family can be on the grounds as long as both seconds agree to it. <laughs> but they got to be chill. They got to be away from the action, and they can't speak to the principals or the seconds. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's probably where they would have the refreshments and shit. <laughs> I I just can't see working up a strong appetite in that situation. But at the same time, yeah. it's a long time ago and free food is free food. Yeah. Um, so the standing position for general pistol duels uh, is uh, standing, gun in hand, with the muzzle pointed downward. Okay, um, yeah. And then you can agree to start a duel with guns pointed at each other, but it's highly discouraged. So that's the American Code Duello. Okay. Or the Code of Honor or Rules for the Government of Principles and Seconds in Dueling. Oh, man, I hate titles that have an <laughs> or in Seriously. them. It's like, pick a name, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about Quick Draw. Quick draw. Quick draw. Wait, so, okay, so now we're moving into, like, um, uh, like Western territory? Or? Yeah, yeah, like okay. uh, Wild West. Okay, Wild yeah. Wild West shit. Um, so they never, they pretty much never did the walk 10 paces, turn and fire thing. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah, that was just a Hollywood thing. 
And uh, in the Wild West, quick draw, or in the Wild West, quick on the draw, didn't mean that the person was quick at aiming, but that they would pull a gun if barely slided. So it m- more meant oh, that they were like... Oh, it basically meant they're trigger happy. Yeah. They're, they're kind of, yeah, they're, they're assholes, they're basically. Assholes, yeah. yeah, like they're going to, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, mostly when you like think of quick draw, you think of Hollywood reenactments of a few famous duels in the Wild West. I mean, that's all I think of because I've never seen a real one. Yeah. You want to talk about one real one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So the Wild Bill uh, Tut duel. The Wild Bill Tut duel. Yep. I'm not even sure if I'm aware of uh, this. So Wild Bill Hickok and uh, Davis Tut. Davis Tut. Never heard of them. Yeah. Actually. They were friends, but they started beefing with each other. They were friends even though Wild Bill was in the Union Army as a spy or something or a scout and uh, Tut was in the Confederate Army. Okay. I've but, heard that that was actually fairly common. Yeah, yeah. And Wild Bill was going out west because he thought he had killed somebody. Oh, in a he was drunken just brawl from the law. Okay. And so he was running from the law, but he was like a heavy gambler. I did not know that's why yeah. I, that's why he ended up out west. Okay. Um he was a heavy gambler and people were thinking that he like probably made like that was his only income okay. around the time that this duel happened. And that's stable, uh, that's stable. Yeah. So uh it happened in Springfield, Missouri in 1865. Wow, I do not think of that as the West most Yeah, times. right? Okay. I didn't think so either. Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. Um, so they were friends, but they started beefing over women. Oh, um, yeah. That much. happens, I guess. And uh, Wild Bill said uh, he wouldn't ever gamble with Tut anymore. <laughs> and then Tut started... That's a serious accusation. Yeah. And Tut started going there while he was gambling and uh, bankrolling other people to gamble with Wild Bill in order to like oh. try to make uh, Wild Bill lose lose money, and uh, would like try to give him advice about uh, gambling with Wild Bill. Well, man, he was spoiling <laughs> for a fight. Basically, <laughs> he was spoiling. Yeah. Um, at one particular game, it was going on, and Bill won about two hundred bucks of Tut's money, and uh, Tut got super pissed and said that Bill owed him forty bucks for a past horse trade. And then Wild Bill just like kind of shrugged and he <laughs> paid him the 40 bucks. But then Davis Tut said um, that he owed him $35 for a pass game. Of, game of, oh, jeez. Man, yeah. at a certain point, the guy already <laughs> paid then, you 40 bucks. Then, so he probably didn't owe you. Yeah, Wild Bill, he's like, I think you're mistaken, Dave. It's only $25. I have the memorandum in my pocket. Oh, snap. So he actually did owe him some money. That's <laughs> yeah. funny. And he just kept track like of a ten, all of his debts. It was like a $10. Yeah, it was like a $10 difference. And uh, Oh, wow. They went for $10. Yep. I mean, I get inflation has changed things, but still. Yeah, yeah. Like $200, they said, was something like $3,500. Okay. Um, wow. Okay, wow. Yeah. That's a lot more. Or 18 Those It was some, one of the two. It was like some fucking it was at least a thousand, games of $1,000, yeah. That were happening in Springfield, um, Missouri. Yeah, so... It's <laughs> Missouri. I just want to pronounce it the way the locals do. Oh, do they? Yeah, Missouri is okay. how is how uh, maybe I'll uh, do people that from now. Missouri. I, I believe that's how they pronounce their state's name. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Davis Tut after Bill's like, I think you have it wrong. He was like super pissed, and uh, he grabbed uh, Wild Bill's prized gold watch off the table, and he announced that he'd only give it back when Wild Bill gave him the ten dollar difference. So Wild Bill was willing, or like gave him the twenty five, and wouldn't give him the thirty five, and so, and oh so man. yeah, Davis Tut was like, "No, nah, here's your watch. I got your watch, and I'm only gonna give it back." And uh, all of his friends were there gambling against Wild Bill, so he just kind of let it slide for the night. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not going to pick a fight with. Yeah, like tons a, of people yeah. with guns who are just going to kill you if you get you're your You're going to get shot up. several times, no matter yeah. how good you are. You're just going to get shot a bunch. Yeah. But Tut and his homies, they kept chiding Bill and told him that Tut would be wearing his watch. Like over the next couple of days, they kept chiding Wild Bill Hillcock and told him that Tut would be wearing his watch in, public, in the public square on the next day. And Bill said, you shouldn't come across that square unless dead men can walk. <laughs> but yeah, then uh, that is an eloquent way <laughs> to, uh, eloquent. to to threaten somebody with death. Yeah, yeah. So the next day, Bill came into town uh, armed with his pistol, and most everyone in the town scattered. But Tut, he was in the square wearing the watch. Oh man, that yeah. Is, that's I mean, I get they they didn't they weren't nobles, so they didn't have gloves. That is a throwdown. Yeah, seriously. And when Bill was about 75 yards away from here, he said, don't you come across here with that watch. And Bill just didn't say anything to him and just like stood. They're both standing side sides at each other. Oh, because um, it's harder to shoot somebody yeah, from. Yeah. OK. Bill loaded it. Bill cocked his rifle and put it in his holster. Wait, a rifle or a pistol? A pistol. Bill cocked his pistol and put it in his holster. And uh, Tut went to uh, Tut like went to draw his pistol. And Wild Bill and him shot at each other at both about the same time, but Tut missed, and Wild Bill hit him in between the fifth and seventh rib, and uh, Tut yelled out, "Boys, I'm killed! <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I'm killed! Oh my goodness! If I, yeah. I'm gonna do my very best to remember that, so the moment before I die, those can be my last, last words. words. No matter what it is yeah. that gets me, Boys, Boys I'm, I'm killed." killed. Uh, so yeah, he kind of like made his way over the courthouse and died there. So he was he wasn't lying. He was yeah. <laughs> he was killed. Yeah, he was. He got killed. killed that day. He got killed, well because he stole a watch. Um, Man, yeah, over and 10 had bucks. some like chode ass friends. Um, yeah, seriously, they didn't have anything <laughs> on the line. Yeah, they just want yeah. And you want to talk about some Olympic dueling? Uh, yeah, I do. I'd never even heard of it. Yeah, it well, it was only in the 1906 and 1908 Olympics. Okay, that's when the Olympics was like first brought back, right? Yeah, right around then. I, I believe know. I believe it first started in either the very late yeah. 1800s or the they early were like 1900s. adult. They were there were demonstration sports. They weren't uh, like medal winning. Well, yeah, uh, and the Olympics were like reinvented from the old Greek, you know, Olympics mm. as a as a. Well, it was basically just an international effort. We had started yeah. like the League of Nations shortly after that. Okay. It was just kind of to bring people together. It was a diplomatic effort, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but in 1906, they fired at plaster dummies. And in 1908, they fired at each other with wax bullets. And they only used the propulsion of primers. And they wore metal masks with plate glass visors. And the pistols were fitted with like these shields that went over their hands. Um, so they, yeah, they could just shoot each other with wax bullets. Wow. So yeah, that's, uh, Olympic dueling. Yeah. Let's talk about wizard duels. Wizard duels? Like from Harry Potter? Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. Uh, the Harry Potter wikia. Um, I should have said that. I should have said that. I was going to ask you at the beginning of this episode, but I forgot. Do you ever find yourself on any of the other, like you, you talk about Wikipedia. Do you ever find yourself on Wiktionary or Wikispecies? Yeah. Or? The Harry Potter wikia. Yep. All right. Um, cool. Or just like basically, I Google a lot of stuff. I only there's give Wikipedia too. I only give Wikipedia the credit generally, but in they the started notes, it. in the notes, there's other web pages. Too. Okay, yeah. So in the wizard duels, uh, the standard is the only magical means can be used, and no physical contact is allowed. 
And it's implied in the books that wizard duels are mostly not to kill, but to disarm, stun, or otherwise force submission, with illegal spells and unforgivable curses being banned. Right. Of course, in yeah. all situations, mm-hmm. not even duels. Just like if you if you ever do uh, what is it, Avada Kedavra, like or Avada Kedavra. Don't say that's. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, I don't have a wand or anything. Oh, true. But uh, that's illegal, no matter in what situation you do it. Yeah. As, as I understand the Ministry of Magic's uh, rules. Yeah, and it's also a sport, kind of like fencing in the Muggle world. Okay. My brother mm. uh, fenced a bit in college. Yeah, it looks pretty fun. Um, but duelists bow to each other before the duel begins, as Lord Voldemort reminded Harry before their duel in the graveyard. He said, "You have been taught how to duel, Harry Potter." We bow to each other. Harry, come. The niceties must be observed. Dumbledore would like you to show manners. But So they have to bow, but if the opponent isn't really respected, they barely bow at all. Okay, that makes sense. Like, yeah. Also, I was thinking in that situation, like I would just retort with like, nah, men well, think, don't bow to lions. I or think, like, men don't bow to jackals. I think, but I'm like, not sure that like Voldemort forced Harry to bow. That's that what situation. I remember. Yeah, that's what I remember from that situation. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since I read the book. But, but yeah. Snape, like when he he dueled with somebody he didn't really respect, he just like barely kind of jerked his head. And uh, Voldemort and Harry in one of their duels barely lowered their heads at all. Um, but wizard duels, they also have seconds. Ron offered to be one to Harry once. Oh, wow. I completely um, spaced that. But they mostly just okay, asked cool. as replacements if the primary wizard dies or can't continue the duel. Wait, replacements? Like they yeah, have, like, they, and then they would just keep The duel's not the, satisfied at that point? Yeah, apparently. All right. Yeah. Um, I probably would never want to be anybody's second then. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Especially Harry Potter. Yeah, when where's yeah, the kid if he dies, if he you... dies, how am I going to stop whatever the fuck just yeah, happened? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only kid who ever survived a death curse. Yeah. You know, if he can't do it, oh, maybe I can. You face the best, now face the rest. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's pretty much all I have about dueling. Cool. I I loved this one. This was I had a lot of fun with this one. Cool. Thank you. Thank for, you. And I learned a ton. Yeah, it's, uh, this one was kind of hard to do. Uh, uh, you, yeah, you mentioned that. There's well, because it, you know, a lot of it's historical, so much and historical, and, and it just goes forever. Yeah, we kind of talked. We talk about satisfaction. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I still don't really, and I still don't really get a lot of this shit. Well, I'm just kind of satisfied with my life. I, I mean, for the most part, how it is, and I, I don't need to shoot anybody. Yeah, no, uh, to be more satisfied. Not at in all. In fact, I think it would make me less satisfied. Probably every once in a while, when I was trying to go to bed, I'd be like, "Hmm, was that the right decision to shoot that guy in the face?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you'd then sleep I might have a little, little bit more uneasy. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite things Kinda, is I getting a good night's sleep. I would sleep a lot more uneasy. That's just me, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just going to come out and say I don't like shooting people in the face. I've never done it, but I, yeah. I'm i going to knock it before I try it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's it for this episode. The Explanations is recorded at Rabbit Pen Studios in Eugene, Oregon. It's produced, edited, and provided sweet intro licks by Jonathan Cunningham. Simone Wilson is our newest supporter and cherished listener. Simone is a really great person and a friend of mine, and I really appreciate your support. Thanks, Simone. Thanks, Simone. This is the first I'm learning of it. This yeah. is a surprise. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Simone. Um, likely, I got a bunch of things wrong. If you want to tell me about it or you want to clarify something we went over or you want to just tell me a story, hit me up at DexplanationsPodcast at gmail.com. Tweet me at Dexplanations or comment on the Instagram. 
I'll bring it up in a later episode or I'll do a new episode about it. We pretty much only grow with word of mouth, so please tell someone to subscribe. Oh, and as for you, I really like that shirt. Bye now. Bye. <laughs>